Welcome to Women in Electronics, the only show that empowers, develops, advocates, and celebrates the accomplishments and advancement of women in the electronics industry. With your host, Jackie Maddox. Well, hello. Thank you for joining us once again for our Leader in Highlight radio program. Uh, Women in Electronics is a nonprofit organization set up to develop the talent in the electronic component industry. And today we are super blessed to have Monica Highfill, one of our executive team members, join us, my partner in crime and one of our three musketeers. So, Monica, thank you so much for being here. And I'm going to turn it over to you to introduce yourself. Good morning, Jackie. So great to be here. Um, as you said, um, I'm Monica Heifel, and I actually am the Vice President of Sales for Kemet. And I've been working with Jackie and Amy and all the great women that are volunteers and helping us at Women in Electronics. So thanks for having me. Well, thank you for joining us, Monica. I have so many things like you and I could talk forever, but we'll we'll <laughs> try to accomplish a, a few uh, things on this call. One of the things is you and I, when we first met, I just knew instantly when we met that we were just going to connect. It was like yeah. we met at an Aero event, and then we just kept seeing each other, and you know, just maybe just start off with the networking part of it. This is part of what we're doing in Women in Electronics, and I'll just turn it over to you to describe, like, when you have these connections and sometimes you feel it, like, what does that turn into? Well, for you and I, it turned into to this, which is fantastic. It was one of those meant-to-be friendships. Uh, like you mentioned, we met at an industry event down in Southern California. We were standing next to each other. You were wearing a necklace that I remember being fantastic, so I asked you about it. And from there, we just had this long conversation, and then we went on our separate ways and mingled, and then we actually ran into each other again in the parking lot after the event. So uh, us and a bunch of other people sat around for a few minutes and talked, and then I think a few weeks later, we ran into each other again at another industry event in that December time frame. So really had an opportunity to get to know each other over that month or two. And then you actually reached out to me for EDF in that May time frame and asked to have, I can't remember if it was breakfast or lunch, which we were able to schedule. And we scheduled like an hour. And then we ended up taking like three hours. And that was the time that you had talk to me about this idea that you had for an organization for women in our industry. And I was certainly intrigued, um, especially after we talked and said I would help. And then here we are several, several years later with 350 members and, and uh, working on our fourth annual conference and kicking off a mentorship program. It's pretty amazing. Mm. Pretty amazing. You know, Monica, I was just, it just, Hearing you describe that, sometimes it's, it leads you back, you know, when, when you hear from the very moment when we sat down at that EDS we, breakfast that we were maybe trying to squeeze in 45 minutes and we ended up meeting for three hours. You know, it's interesting that a whole concept was developed in that sitting <laughs> and that I had the confidence with someone like you behind me to to push forward. And I think it's important for women to hear too, that we have these ideas sometimes, but we need the network. We need the people 
to be behind us. We need that confidence to, to move forward. And sometimes we have these great ideas, but do we act on them? So this is one of those situations that was acted on. And so immediately after you and I met, then I met Amy Keller, um, who was speaking at an Aero event and immediately grabbed her as well, knew, knowing, oh my gosh, this is the other piece of the puzzle. So the, the point would be to the women listening is that there's so much we can do if we collaborate together and we were there to be kind of the wind beneath each other's wings. So Monica, just with your involvement, what you're doing aside from Kemet, first of all, let's backtrack. What exactly your position at Kemet, what does that entail? What are you doing in your professional career? How did you get to this point in the industry? What led you here? Oh, well, you know, I got into this industry actually by accident. I was in a completely different industry and had the opportunity to go work for an LED manufacturer. And um, it was an interesting job, uh, more in electronics. I wasn't in electronics before then. And so I went to work for this company and uh, was calling on a very, very large computer maker at the time. And they wanted to move manufacturing to another plant and so at the time I didn't know what really what I was doing but I had to set up a supply chain and that's when I got introduced to distribution and made my way into distribution and worked uh, in the field in field sales and branch management field sales management for many many years uh, love distribution and then had the opportunity to interview for a position at Kemet. And really, I was very happy at the time when this Kemet opportunity came around. And it was also interesting that a couple friends, different friends that didn't even know each other, had told me about this job at Kemet. And I was like, no, I'm very happy. I love what I'm doing. I love distribution. But it kept coming around to me, and so I thought, ah, it doesn't hurt just to pick up the phone and have a conversation. And so did that and actually really liked what I was hearing and then actually sat down. They actually came out to the Bay Area, sat down and talked with me uh, very much. Again, liked the people, liked what I was hearing, went back to Kemet, loved the culture, loved the people. And it was a great opportunity for me to do something um, outside of distribution, but also to have a larger territory. So um, went and was the director of the West Coast for many, many years. And then had the opportunity um, that came around to be the vice president of sales for the Americas. And Jackie, you and I have certainly talked about, you know, how I came to to be the VP, but it wasn't an easy decision for me because for several reasons. One, I needed to move. I was living in the Bay Area at the time. My family was on the West Coast. My husband's job was on the West Coast. So I had to pick up and move to Greenville. And so, and again, the other issue that I struggled with, and I think many women do, is could I do the job? You know, it required all these things that I had never done before. And, you know, it was a little bit of a struggle, but I had a great support system. My husband was very encouraging. My boss at the time who wanted me to go into that position was very encouraging. So um, 
I decided to take the risk, and seven or eight years later, here I am, best decision I ever made to move up. But I think it's important that when we have these kinds of opportunities presented to us, that we don't let that fear of the unknown or that fear of, oh, I've never done these things before. Can I do them? You just, of course you can do them. You just go and you learn them and you work hard and you just do them. Well, it's such a good point, Monica, because you did do that. But we also had a prior interview where we were talking about with one of our female leaders that um, you do have decisions to make in life. And and sometimes, you know, we're faced with these decisions and you mentioned that you had to move and your husband had to adjust and all these things. So, you know, as women, we have to look at our lives and decide what are our decisions we want to make, what decisions can we make, and then really owning that. So you went and you did it. And you also mentioned something about having a little fear of doing the job. This is something I think many women feel, don't always express, but it's that confidence issue of women having that perfectionist mentality. If I can check all the boxes, I can do it. If I can't, then I won't do it. Right. So the, our female leaders need to step up and realize that they can learn it just like you did, Monica. So um, that's such an excellent point. And I think, you know, I've had a time in my career where I stepped out into the rep world and it didn't work for me at all. It wasn't the company. It was just it didn't work. And so that was okay. I stepped out, didn't work, realized it fairly quickly, six months or so, and I was able to step back into distribution. But it's okay to go out and try something. And if it works, fantastic. And if it doesn't work, that's okay, too. That is such a good point, Monica. I love that you're bringing that up because we look at it like a failure. Well, if you didn't like it, it's actually a success because you're learning more about yourself and then you can redirect and go where you need to be. So that is just an excellent point. But I want to segue into you've been super involved with our mentorship program and a lot of what you talked about in your career journey. You had a lot of people mentoring to you, pulling you up in the ranks and just kind of leading you along. And I think that what I've seen in you just working with you is is kind of what drives your passion to kind of give back. So can you just describe our mentorship program and what you're trying to create in the industry? Yes. You know, we, like you said, I've had a lot of help along the way um, informally with people sponsoring me and mentoring me and encouraging me and So as we, you, me, and Amy sort of looked around in the industry, we saw that there certainly were companies that had mentorship programs in place, but we didn't see anything industry-wide. And so what if you're a woman in a company that doesn't have something formal, you know, you can't really participate, you know, in a mentorship program at another company. So we decided that we would put one together that would serve our membership. And we had just kicked it off in January with a pilot program of um, 12 participants, so six partnerships of mentors and mentees that will run for six months. We did a pilot program because we wanted to work out the kinks, and we've actually really learned a lot even in the couple months that it's been running, and we'll continue to learn a lot. And then our plan is once this is probably another month or two into the pilot program, we'll kick off a larger group of mentors and mentees. 
And then we have mentors right now that are all women, uh, but we will be opening it up to uh, the men to do the mentoring as well because we have so many great, talented men in our industry that we know would love to give back their their time and their knowledge to to women in our industry. So really very excited about the program. We've got a great um, committee and team of Sue and Aubrey that are helping us out and, and making sure that this program is successful. Well, I will tell you, it's one of our flagship programs, Monica, and just Really, on behalf of the team, we can't thank you enough for putting this together. I've seen the whole thing from point one, um, investigating and looking into consultants who could give us a model of a program that would connect an industry, but we couldn't find it. So you created it. Um, And so I'm so proud of you and happy, and and we're going to benefit by this program substantially. But, you know, moving on from that, Aside from our program and what we're doing, you and I did have a trip. We went to Africa together. That was super fun. We did. It was a great experience. You have taught me so much, um, ex- especially uh, whiskey runs. <laughs> so maybe you could just uh, <laughs> describe to our listeners um, kind of what we were doing there and why that was an important trip. Yeah, that was a great trip. You actually, through your connections, um, were invited to Africa and were so kind to invite me along to go look at um, a a couple things, some schools, but one in particular was a clinic that we were going to go take a look at just to understand what other people are doing, what kind of outreach globally is being done. So we packed our bags and we went and uh, was was just a very eye-opening experience, especially what Laura was doing with her program, um, the clinics in Africa, and a very, I would say, emotional trip as well. We saw some very beautiful things, some very tragic things, um, from from babies being born to people dying. It was very um, emotional, but also very heartwarming and what people can do and what women can do when they come together uh, for their community. And so you mentioned the whiskey. That was after a very long emotional day where we were trying to get actually to another location. Remember that? Mm. And then we just ran out of time and we ended up in some town somewhere in the middle of Uganda uh, we did have a driver with us, but he didn't really even know where we were. So we had to hunker down for the night and continue on in the morning. So we did. We found actually a lovely place to stay overnight. And we went to the restaurant. And I thought at the end of that day, the end of that drive particularly, which was very hair-raising, that we deserved a cocktail. And we had a choice of uh, sweet wine, about six different varieties of sweet wine. I remember there was a, a bottle of clear liquid, which I could never really understand what that was, and there was some Jack Daniels. So that was that was the night that we had a, a glass or two maybe of Jack Daniels. 
Well, you started a trend for me. I, I hate to say, Monica. <laughs> but that was a great trip. And really, you are one of those people that uh, a lot of times when you travel with people, you get to know who they are. So, Monica, you've been very mild about what we experienced, but we did experience death. We experienced um, a child dying and right in front of us, um, the mother uh, passing away in front of her children. We experienced some pretty traumatic things on that trip. Um, and, and one of the visions that I have that I remember most and what kind of drives me moving forward with women in electronics is when we were driving on that dirt road. And, and when I say dirt road, I mean a, a death road because I, we literally almost died probably a few times. There, it was just a crazy, <laughs> dangerous experience. But having said that, what I will take from that experience is driving down the road in pure poverty like I've never seen, pure dirt. And looking over to these young ladies that were walking to school that must have been maybe ninth grade or something, and they were put together so nicely. Their clothes were impeccable, and their heads were high. And I have this clear vision of them because I think at some point, some way, everything we're doing, there will be a bridge, a bridge between here and there. And someday those girls will have access to what we're doing. And when I wake up and I get discouraged sometimes and there's all these things that come up, Monica, I'll tell you, I will never forget that day seeing those girls. And, and that's what stays in my mind to drive us forward to where we're going. But anyway, thank you having for having that experience with me. I'll never forget it. And hopefully all of us will have the benefit of that bridge someday. And um, leading into our next question, though, that I think is so important because I think you're one of the ones who have um, implemented this at Kemet very well, but we talk about our personal development and our professional development, emotional intelligence, unconscious bias. Can you just speak to that a little bit um, of what that means to us in the business world? Yeah, the unconscious bias, is, it's, a, it's a real thing, and it's very important that as leaders, we're very aware of unconscious bias. And there's this great TED Talk, and I know I've talked about this a hundred times with you, Jackie, because I'm just in love with this TED Talk, but it's by a woman by the name of Kristen Presner. She's a VP of HR. It's called, Are You Biased? I Am. And it's really a fantastic illustration of unconscious bias little over eight minutes long so it's not a big deal to to watch it but it really made a great impression on me because we all think i'm not i don't have any bias but we all do and there has to be some um awareness to it so you can counteract some of that bias so i would just encourage everyone to take a look at that ted talk um but it's also important for us to look at what we're doing every day and there's been an instance and Jackie you and I have talked about it before where I was in the process of hiring um, a position a, a director level position and about 30 days into it and I admit it took me 30 days for me to come to the realization that all I had were resumes from men and so I went back to my HR team and it this position was being sourced out of a, a headhunting company. And so I went back to HR and I said, can you ask that company to go and get me some women resumes? I just, you know, I'd like to see, you know, a little of both. And the question that came back was, well, we really don't have any. And, and so the point is, sometimes you have to dig a little deeper to make sure that you're getting equal representation of both men and women 
And so after that, um, it was actually my HR um, team, and we have a fantastic HR team at Kemet that went out and uh, was able to get me some women for me to look at, you know, so I had a nice cross-section. But I just think it's very important that we become aware of that. And I know in our industry, there are companies now that are taking names off resumes before they're reviewed, or they have a wider variety of people interviewing candidates, you know, to help bring a more diverse group of talent into their customers or into their companies, which is very important for sure. Right. And, you know, Bill Lowe was on our program and we had a great interview with him. And I think he's just a wonderful leader. And he was talking a lot about your diversity programs and the women's leadership program is now being implemented at Kemet. So Kemet is one of our leading companies as well, who's driving progress forward. So we really appreciate that on behalf of Kemet. And just to wrap it up, Monica, we have one more uh, question just very briefly. I always like to know from leaders like you who have had a long-standing run in the industry, what is it that drives you, Monica, when you get up in the morning and you're needing to just push through the day in a lot of cases? What is it that drives you ultimately? Well, I feel very lucky to be, um, my team drives me. When I wake up in the morning, I love to work. I really do. I love the company I work for. I have the team, the people are fantastic, and I think that's so important. You know, who you work for, your manager, I mean, those are all very important things. You, Everybody spends so much time at work. you got to love what you do, and you got to love the people that are around you, and you've got to have really great people, and I have super great people, which makes my job so much easier for sure. And then I love you know, hanging out with all the great people at Women in Electronics, um, spending the time with you and Amy has really um, given me a lot of joy and uh, a lot of passion about what we're doing. And certainly what you've mentioned, Jackie, about, you know, how lucky we are, you know, those, what we saw in Africa is very different than what you and I have to deal with every day. And so just to feel very, uh, blessed and fortunate about where we are in our lives. And if there's any part of your life that's lost, then certainly go off and, and make those changes to, to make you happy. You spend way too much time at work not to be happy. Well, that is a great ending point, Monica. It's been so nice to have you here. And for all the women listening, um, just thank you for listening. We hope that you're taking these uh, leadership tips to heart. And I think, Monica, just ending on that note of owning your life. You know, you get the opportunity to make these choices. And here where we live, we are so blessed compared to a lot of other areas. So let's do our part to make our companies better, make ourselves better, enjoy and love what we do, and make uh, lives better for other people as we're going along. So anyway, Monica, you are a huge blessing to me, to our organization. Thank you for being here and um, have a blessed day. Thank you, Jackie. You've been listening to another episode of Women in Electronics right here in Orange County's only community radio station, octalkradio.net.